0: We're going to see a new Mishnah today about the minimum minimum measurements regarding Tumat Met. But first, we're going to finish off our discussion about Met Mitzvah and the source. Uh, we did the source for Kohen Gadol, and we're talking about the source regarding a Nazir, that a Nazir cannot become Tamela Met for anyone except for a Met Mitzvah. Uh, Rabbi Akiva derived it from the, these, this, this pasuk, from the words, L'aviv that he cannot become Tameh for his father and mother, but that comes to teach us that he can become Tameh for a met mitzvah. So that was Rabbi Akiva's original Derasha. We wondered yesterday, why do you need father and mother? We're going to talk about this today. And then Rabbi Akiva went on and said, oh, from the word, that teaches that if a person is Kohen Gadol and a Nazir, Also, he can become Tamelamet Lamet, uh, for Met Mitzvah, um, even if he has both. Okay, now we're going to start off asking, Rabbi Akiva, you seem to have too many Derashot, because even if you have just Le'achiv, and that teaches us that a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir, someone who's both at the same time, Kohen Gadol and Nazir, can become Temeh for Met Mitzvah, then all the more so if he's only Kohen Gadol or only Nazir. Therefore, from the word Le'achiv, I can derive the entire law of Met Mitzvah for a Nazir and for a Kohen Gadol, so I don't really need Le'aviv Ima um So that's the opening question. Uribiakiva. Mikidi lashenako en gado le hodev lashenako en gado le hunezir. Nafka mi le ahiv. La vive uli mo la mali. According to the Biakiva, since it makes no difference whether someone is a Kohen Gadol only or whether he's a Kohen Gadol and a Nazir, no matter what, whether he has one prohibition or two prohibitions, um, uh, we he's permitted to become Tameh Lamet. And we learned from Achiv that even if he has two prohibitions is permitted, so certainly either prohibition by itself would also be permitted. Therefore, what do we need L'Aviv, Ulimo, to teach us? We already know that that a person, a Kohen Gadol or Nazir, cannot become Tamelemet for relatives. We learned that from earlier in the Pasuk. And so we don't need this for Met Mitzvah. Why do we need these two words? and the answer is sidi khi tikataviv Aviv i mean the hinotama de la mitamele mishum da hazaka ba almahuv imod yad in de yadin de yel de te litamela so we, the answer is actually we need laviv ulimah for themselves um even though we had a rule that said he cannot become tamed this could this is can be applicable to both nazir and koengado was the phrase is said by both Okay, so even though we know that they cannot become Tameh for close relatives in general, the Torah nevertheless has to go out of its way to specify father and mother. Because if it said only father, I would think that the prohibition to become Tameh Lameh is only for a father, but not for a mother. And maybe a Nazir and a Con can become Tameh for their mother. Now why? What's the difference between them? Uh, well, the mother, Yad'in, we know who, 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 who a person's mother is. That's for sure sure right we know we saw she was pregnant she gave birth the midwife is there the doctor is there and so it's every it's, it's clear this 100% proof who a person's mother is and therefore i would say maybe they can actually become a Tameh for their mother because they know exactly who the mother is and that's a very strong and close relationship whereas father um if it only if it only said father i would say no a father cannot be he cannot become Tameh to a father because no one knows with a hundred percent proof who their father is. Right? There's no witnesses. We just rely on a hazaka, a presumption. A presumption is that um, if a if a mother gives birth to someone, then probably the person that she is married to at the time is the father. So it goes by a general presumption. But maybe because it's only based on a presumption, we're not gonna. You can't become tameh lamet as a nazir or kohen gadol based on a presumption. If you have proof that it's your father, then yes, become tameh lamet but we, you can't become Tameh lemet because you cannot prove that that's your father therefore if the Pasuk said only father I would say the prohibition to become Tameh lemet is only for a father because they, we have, that's only based on Chazakah um, but the mother, a person, then Nazir can become Tameh lemet for his mother um, but this is not true so that's why he has to say the mother fine now ve katavla imo if it only said mother have amina imo la litamela de love azel bazar abatra avaliv kevand malmol mish pehotam lebeta votam em litamela kamashmalan so i might think that Oh, for a mother, a uh, nazir cannot become tameh for her, um, because the per- a person's lineage does not go by the mother. We go by the mother for uh, whether the kid is, person is Jewish or not, but not for his lineage in terms of kohen, Levi, israel, what what tribe he's from. Um, uh, so the connection to the mother is weaker than that of a father, because for a father the pasuk says when you're going to count when Moshe is going to count the people, uh, you follow you go by their families according to their father's household. Um, so we see that a person's connection to his father is more direct, and so if it said that a nazir cannot become tameh for his mother i might think only for his mother but for the father he can become tameh because that connection is very close and that's why um, we have to say both mother and father all right so this is a very uh, fascinating discussion which connection is closer—a person with his mother or a person with his father—and the end, they're both prohibited. So uh, they both have aspects of strength and um, are basically equal. Then, okay. Valkon met Okay, so now we we figured that out according to Biakiva. We rearranged a bit, and now we know why it needs to say father and mother. Those are actually to teach the laws about relatives, and not mit mitzvah because we have. Um, of the word la'achiv that could he teach from met mitzvah. All right. Um. Oh, and that applies for kohen gadol also. Since we're talking about kohen gadol as well, let's focus on that pasuk. While Konaf met loyavo la'mali for a kohen gadol. Why do you need to have this pasuk that he cannot become tameh uh, lamet? I mean, after all, or even a regular kohen cannot become tameh lamet. So here's here we're going to derive something from every phrase. I'll call la puke So i that gives us the basic law that, Kohen Gadol cannot become Tame for non-relatives. Met la puke met comes to add not also not not even close relatives. Um, that's the different that Kohen uh, Gadol uh, um, uh, versus regular Kohanim. Nafshot la puke rebi dam shi asami shne metim she be ohel. al kol nafshot met lo yavo. The word nafshot, which is in plural, comes to exclude meaning to prohibit a kohen gadol from becoming lamet, um, even uh, regarding a div'it of dam, uh of blood that comes from two corpses, you might think you know it's just a little bit from one corpse, it's just a little bit from the other corpse. So by themselves, would not uh, rise up to the minimum level to be, be to make something tameh in a tent. Tent impurity only applies to, um, uh, uh, to uh, tent impurity only applies to corpse impurity, only if it's a human corpse in a tent, only then does it spread throughout the tent, and when it, and and uh, also requires a minimum amount, which we're gonna see in the next Mishnah, what those minimum amounts, amounts are. The minimum amount for blood is Revi'it, and the Chidush is that nafshot, even if it comes from two different bodies, but it adds up to a Revi'it, then also it does cause tent impurity, as a Pasuk says, and of course this Pasuk again, um, nafshot met, right from uh, nafshot, nefesh, also associated with blood, right? ki hadam hu hanafesh, and so nafshot, many bloods, even if uh, they come from many uh, bodies, if they add up to revi'it, it causes tent impurity, and therefore a kohen, um, a kohen gadol, even a regular kohen, cannot become teme lamet, by going into a tent, um, where there is a revi'it of blood, even if it's from two, bodies. All right. So this is interesting how we end off this derasha, and it's a nice intro right into the next mishnah. It's kind of artistic the way the gemara, you know, if we was talking about the previous mishnah, but um, finds a way to link it to the next one. Next mishnah: Al elu melot eber eber min alav. Basar karaui, ve'al kav asamot, val log dam. This is a following, is a, is a list of um, a corpse impurities for which a Nazir will have to shave and uh, do his whole, the whole process, restart his counting. If it's an entire dead body or even just a kezayit, a size piece of a dead body the Gamada will ask why do you need to say Alamet if you already said kezait min hamet all the more so if it's an entire dead body um netzel netzel it probably comes, is related to nozel um liquid that comes from a body or a uh, a ladle full of uh, dry dust from a dead body, uh, shidra, a the the uh, skeleton uh, or the skull. Um, the I will talk about: is it both or e- e- each one separately? Um, a a one a limb, even if it's not the whole body, but just one limb from uh, that was that was severed from a dead body, or a limb that was severed from a live body. If someone was amputated, that limb also causes a corpse impurity. Um, if it has enough uh, flesh on it. Um, and also a half of a cob of atzamot, of bones, I fill up a half of a cob, and also a half a log of blood. Okay, now regarding this entire list, if you have any amount of this list, then that the Kohen or uh, Cohen, Nazir, anyone, will become Temei in three ways, either by touching it, Or by carrying it, even if they're not touching it, if they're carrying it in a box or on pillows, they still become Tameh. Or if they are under the same roof as any of these items, um, then that person becomes Tameh Lamet. But if it's smaller than that, then that's a different uh, shi'ur, as long as if there's a a bone that's um, the size of a a barley grain or bigger, then that also causes tumah if by touching or by carrying, but not with tent impurity. If it's smaller even than that, then it will not cause impurity. Um, So that's um, uh, so that's the difference between uh, this, these bigger sizes and the barley grain is uh, whether it causes tent impurity or not. For all of these ways of becoming tamelamet, a nazir will have to do the whole shaving process, and that will include becoming tahor again, and so you need to get sprinkled with the waters of the para aduma, uh, mixed with the ashes, on the third and seventh day, and he will negate all the days that he counted. He has to start from one all over again, um, and he cannot start counting until he finished the tahara process and brought the korbanot on the, uh, on, on the eighth day. After the, after he's sprinkled on the third and seventh day, the eighth day he can start counting as number one. All right. That is the Mishnah. Now, Tanor Banan. the Okay, a really amazing story. When Rabbi Meir died, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda told his students. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yose Bar Ilai um, are all students of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is in the third generation of Tanaim. And so these sages are from the fourth generation. Rabbi also. He's going to come up, is in the same generation. So these are all colleagues. So when Meir died, Rabbi Yudah told his students, uh, So uh, what, the way it worked is that when one sage dies, so those students they now they don't have a teacher anymore. What are they going to do? They would go and find another Teacher, um, so right. Each each teacher had his own school um, uh, or study circle, rather, and rather than thinking of a big institution, uh, you know, that has a, a, a giant building and you know many classes that people sign up for, like uh, they would in a, in a modern school. Um, these were small study circles that would meet in uh, the rabbi's home, or a nearby Bet Knesset, or Bet Midrash, or sometimes outdoors in the field. Um, okay, so therefore, when a rabbi died, then the others would actually would go and say, oh, we're going to go study with a different rabbi. Now, so when Rimeir died, a Biudah said, I don't want the students of Rimeir to come here because they are kanteranin, they are vexatious, they are just cause trouble. They're not coming with sincerity to learn Torah, but rather they want to overwhelm me with halachot. They just come and they keep asking questions, bringing up sources. They All they do is want to challenge and they're not really here to learn and they really are very disruptive to my class. I don't want the students to be meir. Okay, amazing. Um anyway, Dahak Sumchus Vinihnas, one of the students of Bimaeir, one of the top students, Sumchus, he found his way in, he stuck in, and he's in the Shi'ord of the Biuda. Al Elu metum Otan Azimekaleh, Vala Alamet, Al Kazaibin Amet. And so uh in t- sure enough, uh, true to form, Somechos uh, gets up, raises his hand and says, Rabbi Meir taught me the following tradition, that the Nazir has to shave because of the following types of Tum'ah, if it's a corpse or even an olive-sized amount of a corpse. Um, you see, this is our Mishnah, but this story is earlier than the Mishnah. The Mishnah was finally redacted by Rabbi Yudha Nasi, but Rabbi Yudha Nasi did not write it from scratch, obviously. Rabbi Yudha Nasi is just put together um the traditions that he had from his teacher, his teacher as uh, uh, among others. Um and so you see this is the Proto-Mishnah when Abimeid formulated this oral tradition in the following words. Right? You can see from here that each school had their own Oral traditions um, in the way that they formulated it. So, um, so Rabbi Yudah had his curriculum. You know, he taught it his way. And now the student of Rabbi Meir comes and says, "Oh, they probably were talking about the subject." And Sumchu says, "Oh, Rabbi Meir, he taught it in the following way," and he quotes the 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 he quotes um, Rabbi Meir's tradition. But this is a um, a good example of the way that um, Astam Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, as we see here okay Al Min Al Sheken and Rebbe got angry when he saw Sumchus asking this question he says I already told you this is exactly what I meant when I said that the students of the Bimeir should not enter here because all they do want to do is cause trouble and annoyance and look at this is a good example look at this tradition all right. if um, if he has to, if a nazir has to shave because of a kesayit from a body, then all the more so if it's a whole body. So you see that bimeir's formulation um, is not needed. It's just it's uh, it's redundant. And see, that's why I don't I didn't want the 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 students of bimeir. All they do is quote sources, quote traditions, just to annoy me, and I didn't want that. All right. So now we have this. Um, Tension here, and luckily Rabbi Yose steps in. Amar bio again. He is another student of the Meir, colleague of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. And he says, Torah Aleha. Rabbi Yoseh sees what's going on and says, look at what people will say. You know, people, uh, outsiders, students, lay late, late people, they're going to say, they're going to look at our, what's going on here in our yeshivot. They're going to say, Rabbi Me'ir died. Rabbi got angry. Rabbi Yoseh, they said nothing, right And there's no leadership. the whole the, this whole the whole system is going to break down. And what will happen to Torah? Nobody will want to study Torah. They'll see that the um, the, the teachers are all in disarray. And everybody will just be confused, and are uh, not gonna, and, and no one's gonna t- transmit the Torah. So this is not good. I have to be the one to do something about it. I can't be quiet. And so the Biyosai steps in. Amar So the says, I'll explain it. You, what, the reason why the Rebim Eir statement, which is also our Mishnah, needs to say met and kazeit min ha is for a body that does not have even an olive size of flesh on it. And so if it's an olive size of flesh, that by itself uh, causes Tum'ah. But let's say the flesh all uh, all uh, decomposed, and you have um, a body, but it's a small, a small body, maybe um, uh, an infant, and um, there's not even an amount of flesh on it, or an adult, there's no flesh on it, the flesh is all disintegrated, Um, so then that would not fall into the category of kazayit basad, but, but but it is a full body, and so there uh, that's why I need the body to teach me at, uh, that also. See, so I have an answer uh, uh, that way, Da doesn't have to be all upset, and uh, Rebiyudah's traditions will not be lost, and so Bio says making peace. Okay, but still, we ask, hold on. Um, that, that answers those two uh, statements in the, in the Mishnah, but we could still ask about the first further on later in the Mishnah, which is also probably from Rebhima'ida's tradition, um, that says uh, for an evid, for one limb of a body, one uh, does, uh, the nazir has to shave, so why can't you just say one limb and not say a whole met, and then I would know all the more so, if a limb, even if it doesn't contain uh, uh, flesh, that by itself is, uh, causes impurity, and, and the nazir has to shave, so all the more so for a whole corpse, so why do I need both of those statements? and now this is already not part of the discussion of Rabbi biose but now the the Gemara itself and the later the Amoraim are taking uh taking up this discussion Rabbi Yochanan explains we're talking about um a a fetus that was uh, miscarried uh, where it the the limbs have not yet become joined up with sinews and so the limbs are not individual limbs just yet Yet, it's still just one uh, amorphous uh, body uh, without separated limbs. And uh, and so it has to teach us, shelo ebara Rabbi Yochanan said that statement elsewhere um, uh, regarding the uh, fetus, that limbs have not become uh, connected. And so we're going to take that concept that Rabbi Yochanan said elsewhere and we can apply it to here. That we need to add this statement um, met and also ever um, mimenu that if it's a limb from a full body that causes that causes tumat met, but also a a full a whole body of a fetus that doesn't have any limbs yet because they they haven't been joined together, that um, that uh, that nephil also causes uh, tumat met. Good. Rava says, no, we need a, a different explanation for why we have to say amet. That, and that's needed for uh, any time you have a majority of the structure or of a person or a majority of the bones. Um, uh, of its uh, 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 of of it, um, even if it comes out to less than a, a quarter kav of atzamot, in other words, a very small uh, body, an infant or uh, a fetus, where um, where the uh, the total amount that you have is less than a rova of bones, and so it doesn't it doesn't meet the minimum threshold for that. But it is a majority of the entirety of the body. So that also causes tumat mit. And so that's um, a, a variation of the answer why we have to, why in the Mishnah it needs to tell us both a body and a of a body and a limb of a body. Each of those address um, different scenarios. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen, ve'amen.